Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we are going to be talking about the 2009 movie Jennifer's Body starring Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried. And Courtney had never seen this cult classic before. I had never seen this before. And this was one of Rose's. This is one of Rose's picks. I wanted spooky stuff and I'm sending her all these movies and she's like, too gory. No, they sing. Absolutely not. Courtney, you were trying to make me watch a freaking musical of a guy that goes and takes people's livers out of their bodies. Like what? They didn't pay the liver bill. (laughs) So, yes, listen, that movie is a cult classic also. What is it called? Repo, the genetic opera. Yeah. I mean, just the whole title. I was like, immediately, no. It has Giles from Buffy in it. I think you should know by now how I feel about musicals because you were literally harassing me to watch um, Hamilton and I never watched Hamilton. You should watch Hamilton. Um, Everyone should, not just Rose. And I will die on that hill. Okay, I I started it again. But yes, so (laughs) I usually hate horror films. I just don't like goriness, especially because they they tend to be very... um, Very just like needlessly gory. Yes, they they just tend to be just too much, too much blood for no reason. Uh I feel like Jennifer's body was just really, really well made. Okay. Okay, you you don't like it. I mean, <laughs> I went into this completely blind. Mm-hmm. So I think what I was expecting was a lot different mm. than what I got. What were you expecting? Uh, I was expecting it to be a little bit more serious. And it was definitely a lot more satirical. Maybe that's why I liked it, because it wasn't full on horror, because it was actually a little bit of a comedy. So we have Needy, who's one of our main characters, played by Amanda Seyfried. Mm-hmm. She is in an institution, and at first, it looks like she's in like a mental hospital, and then later, it's more like a prison. You could see how nuts she is. She kicks one of the orderlies so hard that it sends a woman flying across the room. It's nuts. You're like, holy cow. Yeah, she's like hella violent. Yeah, she's, you would almost say that this place is not enough for her. Like, she should be in a straight jacket. Put a pin in that. (laughs) Put a pin in that. We go back in time two months to kind of revisit the story of how Needy ended up in a mental institution slash prison for crazy women. Uh Needy is a high school girl and they live in a small town named Devil's Kettle. Uh If you live in a town that has the word devil anywhere in it, you should probably move. Like, just move. You know, it does give like ominous vibes to where something supernatural happens. They're like, you live in Devil's Kettle. What did you expect? Do you ever think about that when you see road names that are really ominous and people live on them? Like Sleepy Hollow. Darkwood's Turn. <laughs> um, there's a lot of really weird city names in Kentucky. We have Big Bone Lick State Park. Is that, are you kidding? No, Big Bone Lick State Park. Nice. And then we have Sugar Tit, Kentucky. No. Beaver Lick, Kentucky. We just (laughs) like licking things. Well, I wonder what the history of that is. There must be some general in the Confederate Army, like General Lick. General Sugar Tit. (laughs) General Big Bone Lick saved the Confederate Army. Yeah. So Needy and Jennifer are besties. Jennifer is played by Megan Fox, and they've been best friends their whole life. Needy says people don't believe that they're best friends Mm -hmm. because Jennifer is the most beautiful girl in school. Like she's a cheerleader. She's obviously Megan Fox. She's gorgeous. And Needy's kind of a little more like nerdy and homey. You know, I feel like best friends who have nothing in common are sometimes the best best friends. Because they're on different lanes. They're not competing with each other. Yeah. But I think in this particular case, you can tell Jennifer is a little toxic. Jennifer is definitely a little toxic. And it's really kind of depressing how desperate Needy is for Jennifer's approval. Mm -hmm. You can imagine because her nickname is Needy. Why would you allow anyone to nickname you Needy? What's her actual name? Her actual name is Anita. Oh, But anyways, they're getting ready to go see this band at this small Devil's Kettle town bar. Mm -hmm. And Needy says to her boyfriend, Chip, that Jennifer's been stalking the lead singer. 
She says, Jennifer's definitely going after the lead singer. She's not the kind of girl to date a drummer. And I want to be like, what the fuck's wrong with drummers? Like, my husband's a drummer. The drummers are the hottest. I know. <laughs> They're good with their hands. Yeah, they know how to twirl those sticks, man. <laughs> they know how to work sticks like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so the girls go out to this tavern. Mm-hmm. It seems like a really, I don't know. I guess it seems like a small town bar, really. Like a dive bar, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably the only bar in this town. Yeah. No, I think they say that it actually is the only bar in this town. Yeah. And who who do they run into when they get to the bar? Did you see that? Yes, I saw that. Chris Pratt is in this movie. You know what? I used to be a big Chris Pratt stan. And um, now I'm like, oh, he's like a prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, This was Chris Pratt. Before he lost the weight, therefore, when he was the most lovable, honestly. You know what? He's not big, though. He's like, they say he's a recruit at the police academy. And like, I believe it. Like, he definitely seems like bulky fit. He's like husky. Yeah. But he's, yeah, yeah, he's still, he's still Chris Pratt. He's. Anyways, he's actually pretty irrelevant to the movie. Um, I just wanted to mention it. No, it's so funny because I actually have that in my notes. I'm like. Chris Pratt is randomly in this movie. He's on screen for two seconds, but it was enough to steal my heart. But the (laughs) girls go and they introduce themselves to the band. Well, Jennifer goes and introduces herself to the band. You know, they're making flirty eyes at each other. Needy overhears the lead singer of the band saying that's the girl in regards to Jennifer. Yeah, they're like every small town has that one girl that likes to talk the talk, but doesn't walk the walk when it comes to putting out. Needy overhears them talking about Jennifer and she gets very defensive. Yeah, she's like, as a matter of fact, she is a virgin and fuck you guys for talking about her. Mm -hmm. And this is ridiculous. Needy tries to tell Jennifer like, hey, those guys are jerks. They're talking about you. They think you're a virgin. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer is like, me? A virgin? She's like, I haven't been a backdoor virgin for years. She said, I'm not even a backdoor virgin. (laughs) And then she talks about how she couldn't go anywhere the next day. She just had to sit on a frozen bag of peas. (laughs) Man, Jennifer is TMI, the whole movie. She's just TMI. She really is. And... They're watching the band play. The band has started playing at this point. A fire breaks out and I am confusion. I don't really understand where this fire came from. But the thing is, right, this is a bar. There's alcohol. Alcohol is flammable. But in the blink of an eye, the entire freaking place is engulfed in flames. Uh, Not just the whole building, but like people are engulfed in flames. It's a horrific scene and you see uh-huh. the panic in Needy's eyes as she's witnessing everyone in this bar kind of mm-hmm. trampling over other people. There's bones breaking. There's people on fire. It's horrific. And Needy and Jennifer make it out of the bar. Then the lead singer from the band just waltzes up to them while drinking a glass of what I'm assuming is bourbon or whiskey. And he's like, hey, you made it out. I've been looking for you. He's calm as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, we should head to a safer place like my van. <laughs> Mister. Excuse me, sir. Mister. I will tell you right now, the safer place is never a white man's van ever. No. In the history of time. Yeah. And you know who knows that? Uh, needy. She's like, he's skinny, twisted and evil. Do not go to his van. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer does something what I think is unforgivable. She essentially tells Needy, you're always jealous of me and you need to stop because you're weird. Um, I would beat my best friend's ass right there in a parking lot. I would beat my best friend's ass. Well, that's what I mean that Jennifer is toxic. She always has these little kind of jabs at Needy, Mm -hmm. just kind of always putting her down. They're the little jellyfish stings. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not something, it's not like a slap in the face, but before you know it, you're just covered in tiny little blisters. Mm. If you have a friend who just can't help themselves, but give you little jellyfish things, I'm telling you right now, that is not your friend. I used to have one of those. Mm -hmm. We know. Yeah, we know. Anyways, moving on. I'm not better. (laughs) So yeah, Jennifer gets into these guys' van. There's this moment where Needy looks at Jennifer, Jennifer's inside the van, and then the van door closes. And it feels like a like that's 
like the ending of something. Right. And Nidhi even says in her narration, she says, I knew something terrible was going to happen. And yeah, something terrible happens. That was about right, my dude. That was about right. But we're going to get to the terrible thing in a little while. Mm-hmm. Nidhi goes home and calls her boyfriend and is like, dude, the bar on fire and people were on fire and then Jennifer got in a van and I'm just so freaked out. I don't know what to do. She's mm-hmm. just she's freaked out like we should all be. If you, this happened to you and you're not freaked out, you need a psychiatrist. Well, that's the other thing I like about this movie is the fact that this horrific thing happens in the beginning, which is the fire. And then mm-hmm. everyone's dealing with it the whole movie. Like they don't just forget it. You know, like I feel like in other movies, something horrible happens and then people are like anyway and no one's affected and that's not reality people get ptsd when shit happens this fire is literally the personality of the whole movie Mm -hmm. it is everyone's affected yeah so needy's on the phone with chip her boyfriend and she's like someone's at the door don't go get that. Mm-mm. No, no. Mm-mm. I'll tell you no. right now. And I learned this, I think, probably in my late 20s, that just because someone's knocking on your door does not mean you need to answer. You need to answer. You're good. Yeah. If you're not expecting someone. They can go. They can go back where they came from. They can call you. Yeah. No, don't call. Text. I don't know if it's a millennial thing, but the sound of my doorbell like jars me in a very unpleasant way. I don't have one. You don't have a doorbell? No, it was removed before. The people who lived here before us were also millennials and they took it off. (laughs) And I'm like, thanks, boo. Do you have like a gong that people ring before they come to visit? Oh, no. There's like you can knock on the door. Mm -hmm. And if I if I don't hear you knock on the door, then it's not important. (laughs) You're not banging hard enough. Needy gets off the phone with her boyfriend and she goes downstairs to check to see who's at the door. Mm hmm. The caucasity of it all. The caucasity. Who's at the door, Rose? Hmm? Nobody's at the door. Yeah, nobody. You know what? They do the the creepy, scary movie thing where Needy is walking through her dark house, kind of freaked out. Turn on the damn light switch. What is wrong with these people? I turn on every single light in my house as I walk through a room and then turn them off as I walk back through them. (laughs) In the middle of the day, my lights are on. Listen, I don't fuck around with darkness, okay? You are not about to catch this white bitch unawares, <laughs> all right? Anytime somebody comes to my house, I'm like, don't invite them in. They might be a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like, not today. We need to not test today. it. We need to test it first. That's a good point, actually. Not not explicitly inviting them in to see if they can actually cross the threshold. Yeah, you just kind of have to, like, stand to the side. Yeah. If they can't cross the threshold. They're a vampire. Then they're a vampire, Yeah. You are. Maybe that's why nobody visits me because I've never invited anyone in. <laughs> Everybody we know are vampires. They're all vampires. But Needy walks back through her creepy dark house. Mm-hmm. Then just creepy Jennifer pops up covered in freaking blood right behind her. I know in her kitchen. Mm-mm. I mean, when Mm-mm. we say she's covered in blood, Jennifer is covered in blood. Her legs are soaked in blood. She has this puffer jacket full of blood. There's blood coming out of her mouth. Yeah. Needless to say, she's seen better days. Yeah. Um, she's seen every better day. <laughs> and Jennifer is not talking at this point. All right. Jennifer just has this creepy, weird smile. And Needy, being Needy, is like, hey, hey, listen, Mm-mm. bestie, I love you. But if any of my best friends showed up covered in blood at my house, I'm sorry, bestie, you got to go. <laughs> like, I can't. You can't be here. Yeah, you're not welcome. She goes to the fridge and starts just like chowing down on like chicken. And I can't tell. Is that chicken raw or is it cooked? I think it's cooked because Needy's like, my mom got that from Boston Market. I'm not supposed to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Boston Market chicken is bomb. Dude, it is. Can I say Jennifer is obviously like she's something is wrong with her. Mm -hmm. And when Needy tries to come up to her and and figure out why she's bleeding, what's going on, Jennifer starts to vomit. Right after she velociraptor screams at her. Right. First, she does like a weird dinosaur scream. Girl, I just don't know what I would 
do at this point? Like I said, you know what, Bestie? It's been real, but you got to go. I know. You got to go, Bestie. But how do you get your Bestie out of the house when she's acting like a crazy dinosaur and the, and vomiting like black stuff? A crucifix? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm a very superstitious person. So ain't nothing getting in this house. Jennifer would not make it into my house. Your curtains are like lined with garlic. <laughs> if you want to get into my house, you have to snort a line of garlic powder just so I know. <laughs> Anyways, Jennifer is just being so fucking weird. And then she just leaves. Mm-hmm. And Needy uh, goes to school the next day. And the next day at school, everyone's in shock because... In the fire, eight people died. And this is a small town. Everyone's really upset. And Needy is especially upset. She's still like PTSD shock right now. Because she saw the horrific scene. Yeah. Jennifer shows up like it's just a normal freaking Tuesday. Not only that, Jennifer looks incredible. Um, Her hair is shiny and has volume. Her skin is perfect. I mean, because it's funny, everyone else is dressed like in gray and kind of black and is kind of mourning and she's dressing like bubblegum pink. And she's just like, hey, what's up, everybody? Good morning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. She even says like, oh, this is boring. Why are we still talking about the fire? And Needy's like... You mean the one that happened yesterday? I know. Needy's like, Jennifer, eight people died. And she's like, anyone we know? Yeah. And Needy's like, we knew all of them. It's Devil's Kettle. We knew, we know everybody. Um, After school, um, Jennifer, she needs a little snacky snack before she heads home. Mm-hmm. She seduces uh, one of the boys in the football team who is mourning the loss of his best friend. And she lures him into the woods behind the school. Jennifer kissed the football player, sort of seduced him. Then she ate him. Right. We just kind of hear his screams. The woods behind your school have nothing you need. You know, in general, the woods are not for you. Do you want to find a body? The woods are for bears and tigers and serial killers. So stay out of the woods. Don't go to the woods. It felt very... You know what this um, took me back to? I think I, I think I'm. This took me back to that Twilight scene. Yes, where where Bella and Edward walk into the woods. This is what should have happened to Bella in those woods. Yeah, the football player is what should have happened to Bella in these woods. And what's crazy to me is that it seems like the authorities immediately know it was a murder. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man, it was in the woods. And like, how do you know it was a murder? Because she didn't use a weapon. She just, you know. Well, and also her teeth change into pointy little like Mm -hmm. piranha teeth. So like, it's not like this is a human bite. It doesn't look like a human bite. Right. Um, I think these detectives in this small town, they were just, they just, they've never had a murder case before. So they find their first dead body that's unexplained and they're like murder i mean you were right but listen i could see a bear eat somebody and my first thought would be like is it a werebear (laughs) is it a werebear is it a shifter show me your real shape bear jacob is that you (laughs) bears are just jacob's kentucky cousins after jennifer does this she bathes in the lake to get the blood off of her and then she calls needy to tell her how great she feels Needy is starting to get freaked out by Jennifer's overall demeanor. Jennifer was always kind of cunty. Now Jennifer's weird, creepy, and also still cunty. Yeah. And then also, there's also that memory of that night that Jennifer showed up at her house covered in blood and vomiting black shit. So, hmm. Well, also, while Jennifer is murdering the football player... Needy doesn't know what's going on, but Needy feels a little weird. She feels a little something-something. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of the first indication we have that there's some sort of weird connection between Jennifer and Needy. Uh-huh. And we're not really sure what it is or how it happened, but there is definitely a connection. And I don't even think that Needy realizes there's a connection at this point. Can we talk about the band? They apparently used the tragedy of the fire for clout. Yeah, and the town is, like, so boned up for this band 
And they're like, they're heroes. And Needy is about fucking tired of it, to be honest. Needy's tired of it. Because there was a rumor that the band helped save people from the fire. And it gained, like, national attention, national media attention. So the band actually, like, became very famous. Uh Uh-huh. We cut to a month later. And Jennifer, she looks pretty strung out to be honest her hair is all flimsy and lifeless and greasy Mm -hmm. her skin is all patchy and rough looking it looks like she's not sleeping yeah i mean she looks like an average person uh which for megan fox i guess translates into ugly but it really just looks like any of us on our best day (laughs) yeah it looks like us when we're trying to look hot (laughs) Yeah, that's depresso, but all right. (laughs) There's this boy. We're just going to call him emo boy. Mm -hmm. There's this emo boy that (laughs) Needy is friends with, and Mm -hmm. she does tutoring or some after-school activity with him. She has some class with him, Mm -hmm. and he actually asked Jennifer out. It's because Jennifer is looking like a hot mess right now and he feel he can smell the insecurity and he's like, you know what? I might be able to shoot my shot. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. He's uh, the man smelt weakness and swooped in. Do you notice how she only agrees to go out with him after she hears Needy say that that she thinks he's cool? Uh huh. So that's what I mean about this movie is that there's this undercurrent of like toxic female friendships, which I think we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. We've all had a female friend who we wanted so badly for them to like us. Yeah. That we were blind to them actively sabotaging us. Yes. And I don't know exactly what that is because I don't feel like it happens with men. I feel like it exclusively happens with women. Mm. Um, While Jennifer is luring emo boy to an abandoned house for their date, Mm -hmm. uh, Needy's getting a little getting a little spicy. So this scene is a little weird because on one side we have Needy and her boyfriend kind of starting to have this romantic lovemaking. And then on the other side, we have Jennifer, mm-hmm. creepy Jennifer coming on to Emo Boy in an abandoned house. Yeah. She's being creepy Jennifer again. And, you know, she starts to, like, undress him. I don't understand why she needs to seduce the boys before she eats them. Power. She wants that power. And then also with this guy, she tortures him first. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. There's just like an extra level of evilness when you have to torture someone before you freaking consume them. <laughs> yeah. But while Jennifer starts to torture emo boy, Needy starts to feel weird. She starts to like taste like blood or something on her lips. We see this unexplained connection that she has with Jennifer because Needy starts to like hallucinate blood dripping from the ceiling and kind of weird things. Mm -hmm. And if it were just at any random time, it would be like, oh, she's still traumatized from the fire and seeing her friend like covered in blood. But it's happening once again at the exact same time that Jennifer is eating a boy. It's It's very it's a disturbing scene on both sides. It's super disturbing. And I think part of, like, the disturbing part is that her boyfriend doesn't, Needy's boyfriend doesn't realize that, like, she's going through something right now. Right. And he's like, oh, am I too big for you? He's oblivious. And this is, I mean, this is, like, the number one reason, honestly, why teenagers shouldn't be having sex. It's because it's, uh, they don't know, like, especially teenage boys, they don't know what they're doing. And they're probably going to traumatize you in the process. Yeah. And it's not good. It's not worth it. I really think it's you're much better off like holding out into your 20s when men have a little more experience. Yeah. And also when men start to realize that you don't want girls to be like, oh, yeah, like it was weird, to be honest. Yeah, I I think in their 20s, men start to worry about their performance, but start to, I mean, I think men always worry about their performance, but I think in their 20s, they start to realize that their performance, Mm -hmm. like, is connected to the woman's enjoyment. If the woman doesn't enjoy it, your performance is bad. Yeah. Listen, girls talk about sex, all right? Mm -hmm. If 
you sucked in bed. They're going to be like, yo, he doesn't know what he's doing. There's at least five girls that know about it. Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be five more girls that know about it. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Jennifer is up to her Jeffrey Dahmer shit. It's so gross. Uh, you know what? It is this why you wanted to do that movie? Dahmer just came out. Is this why you're like, mm, <laughs> yes, that will do Jennifer's body. It's like Jeffrey Dahmer, but make it feminist. He wanted to do creepy movies. This is, again, I don't like horror movies, but uh -huh. I, this is the only one I can stomach. Well, right now, um, we have Needy, who runs out of her boyfriend's house, tries to, like, screech out of the driveway, and then she almost runs over Jennifer, who's crossing the street and covered in blood. Yeah, this is the second time that she has seen her best friend covered in blood, um, I'm going to tell you, dude, I feel like I don't need to see more to understand why Needy ended up in a mental hospital slash prison for crazy women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, girl, like say less, because I would have needed a quarter of this trauma to like voluntarily walk into that prison. Yeah. Needy goes home and Jennifer is just in her fucking bed. <laughs> Jennifer is in her bed. And uh, I don't know what, how she did it, but uh, she's completely clean and she looks amazing again. So her hair is not stringy anymore. She doesn't look tired. She looks incredible. And Jennifer says some weird shit. She comes on to Needy and kisses her. And she's like, we can play boyfriend and girlfriend like we used to. What's weird to me is that when Jennifer kisses Needy, Needy doesn't not like it. She kind of goes on with it for a mm -hmm. little bit. And, I'm, and then she suddenly snaps to it and pushes her off and says, like, what the hell is happening? And so I'm wondering, like, is there some sort of weird voodoo magic happening there that Jennifer is able to seduce people? No, I think Jennifer's just hot. <laughs> like, listen, like if, if Megan Fox came to your door right now and she just comes up and kisses you, are you going to immediately shove her off? Because I wouldn't. I think Megan Fox is beautiful, but... um. Her energy, I don't find attractive. I like um, like Angelina Jolie's energy, you know? I am somewhat afraid of Megan Fox. Her energy kind of makes me scared. Um, and it just makes her hotter. It's like this weird, like, it's like almost like a bubbliness and this valley girl accent that just kind of clashes with, like, her razor sharp looks. And it does make you a bit uncomfy. If Angelina Jolie just walked up to you and kissed you, would you push her away immediately? Everyone has known, my <laughs> husband has known from the get-go, that Angelina Jolie is my cheat card. For you. At this point, Needy sort of confronts Jennifer, and she's like, what happened? Like, I know something happened. And... Jennifer takes Needy along for the ride and lets her know what happened after she got in that van. Yeah, so the band members that night of the fire took Jennifer out to Devil's Falls, which is uh, this weird waterfall in the middle of the woods that has like a hole where things go in and never come out. So that sounds like fun. That sounds like something you totally shouldn't fill with cement. That actually um, exists. And there's this one weird lake that drains during a certain part of the year and just refills and nobody knows how. Uh, demons, that's how. Yeah, and she, Jennifer tells Needy that, you know, she asked if they were rapists and they're like, you're a virgin, right? And she's like, yes, I'm a virgin. I've never had sex. I don't even know how. What is sex? Like, I don't even know what that is. Listen, if anybody ever asks if you're a virgin, just say no. Assume they're trying to sacrifice you. Yeah, especially because Jennifer looked around the van and she saw like weird occult books. Mm -hmm. And uh, even, listen, both occult stuff and religious stuff, they they have something for virgins. Um, they both love virgins. They love sacrificing virgins. So, yeah, just be a hoe. Be a hoe very loudly and you should be safe. Definitely publicize that you're not a virgin, even if you are. Run an ad on the paper as soon as you're of age to be sacrificed that you got the D and you are no longer a virgin. You know what? I feel like finding 
like singling out a male virgin would probably be a lot easier than singling out a female virgin. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's almost like a neon sign on their foreheads. Anyways. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing, right? Why does it always have to be a female virgin? Why can't it be a, a boy? Does it like do you do you need like the cooch for anything? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Um. Okay. So I want to kind of not be too gory how we describe what happens, but just human sacrifice. Yeah. Um. They basically these guys used Jennifer as a human sacrifice. She was supposed to die, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they say before they sacrifice her is. Like, man, do you know how hard it is to be an indie band? Like, Satan is our only hope. I'm like, did you hear the words that just came out of your mouth? Because I, I don't think I don't think Satan's anybody's hope. You know what? As an indie writer, I don't think either of us were ever like, you know what? I need to summon a demon and sacrifice a human. Yeah. Well, to be fair, we didn't know that was an option. So I mean, now that we do. No, 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 no. no. I think Jennifer was supposed to die. Like Jennifer was supposed to die for the sacrifice to work. And somehow Jennifer didn't die. Bitch, we know why she didn't die. We know why she didn't die. But it's because she is not a virgin. She was indeed not a virgin. So this answers the question of what if you are doing this ritual to sacrifice a virgin and she is in fact not a virgin? It's kind of like burning witches when they're not. You know, well, at least they died. Like, <laughs> they they didn't come back and start eating people. Yeah, that's true. So Jennifer tells Needy, like, that the very first night when she left Needy's house, she actually ran into one of the victims of the fire. Mm-hmm. No one knew that kid was still alive. And so Jennifer lured him into a woods somewhere and ate him. And that's why the next day she looked completely normal. Yeah. And she said that she felt full. Mm-hmm. And Needy is like, Jennifer, you know, I've seen you covered in blood twice. There's something wrong with you. And Jennifer looks at Needy and says, we're all really concerned about these horrific visions you've been having. Yes. Well, it's it's interesting because Jennifer is telling Needy what's happening, but she's not mm-hmm. explicitly saying like, hey, I'm a demon that eats boys. She's just kind of like she's being kind of cryptic about it. Yeah. And then she has the audacity to gaslight Needy and be like, hey, girl, like you're talking all this crazy shit about monsters. Mm-hmm. Me and Chip are really worried about you. Because Needy was trying to get Jennifer to admit that she's killing people. Like, what do you mean when you're full? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, put two and two together. They found, because by the way, they found the fo- the second victim. So the whole town knew that there was like some crazy murder out there. Mm-hmm. Needy kicks Jennifer out. And the following day at school, Needy starts doing a whole bunch of research. Well, it's interesting to me that she goes to the library to do this research. I don't know. I kind of feel like if this paranormal stuff was real, like if it existed, if there were really like demons that were running around, there would have been like a natural gang of people to fight it. You know, where's Buffy the Vampire Slayer? She's here. She's in this world somewhere, you know. Where are Sam and Dean Winchester? Exactly. So if you're in a universe where there are demons that are walking among men, there are probably people who fight those demons. And I think your best bet is to find those people. And you're not going to find them in library books. You're going to find them online and on Craigslist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to find them on Craigslist. <laughs> well, what would the ad on Craigslist look like? Let me see. No, don't, Courtney. I'm going to go, go look. Don't go look on Craigslist for demon hunters. I beg you. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. No. Courtney is currently looking up demon hunters on Craigslist. I feel like it's good information for your doom binder. (laughs) Okay. The Lutheran Church actually has a pamphlet. Okay. No, there's nothing on Cincinnati Craigslist. Okay. I guess Cincinnati doesn't have a portal to hell, so that's good to know. There's literally a place right next to Cincinnati that is called the portal to hell. It's called the Portal to Hell? Yeah, it's in a bar called Bobby Mackey's. 
Um, I am never looking that up. I don't even want that on my search history. I don't want the ghosts in my house to be like, oh, she's catching on, you know? In Needy's research of occult activities, yes, she finds out that if you do a ritual that requires a virgin and you don't use a virgin, then it doesn't work. The ritual doesn't work right. The sacrifice is accepted, but a demonic transference happens where a demon lives inside this person's body and then needs flesh, Mm -hmm. human flesh to stay alive. She also learns that demons are weakest when they're hungry and that a blade to the heart is the only way to kill them. Yeah. The problem is that Jennifer had shown Needy the night that she confessed to this whole ritual thing. Mm -hmm. She showed Needy how her wounds heal like she could cut herself and it will heal Uh when she's full so the only hope is to catch her slipping she tells her boyfriend all of this she Mm -hmm. explains all of the occult shit to her boyfriend Mm -hmm. and and then she says that it's not safe for them to be together right now and begs him not to go to the dance that is coming up essentially this dance is going to be like golden corral Mm -hmm. for jennifer it's going to be like an applebee's up in there and I don't know why. Why is why is Needy still going to the dance? Because she does. She shows up at the dance. I think Needy goes to the dance uh, because she wants to keep an eye on Jennifer. But, you know, I want to circle back to the boyfriend. When Needy tries to warn her boyfriend, her boyfriend says, I think you need help. And this is my biggest fear, dude, is no one believing me about paranormal shit. Um, I will always believe you. I know. And that's why I you're literally like if something paranormal happens, the only person in my entire life that I know 100 percent would believe me is you. I think everyone else. I think my husband would maybe pretend to believe me. But deep down inside, he'd be like, I don't know about that. But you would literally be like, oh, my God, are you serious? There's a demon in your husband's body. We need to get rid of him. (laughs) Like you would believe me. Yeah. Like I'll be there and I'll be there by the end of the day. Give me some time. I'm coming. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I Courtney would be like, all right, I'm coming over. I need a jar of mayonnaise, some fishing rods, mm-hmm. <laughs> barbecue sauce and a pack of almonds. And you're like, what are the almonds for? I'm like, those are just for me. I'm hungry. <laughs> That's when I get hungry. Yeah. Um, He's like, you need help. And you see, this is one of those things to where it's sort of mimicking exactly what Jennifer said. Like, we're really concerned about you. Yeah. And the thing is, like, Needy is going through something. Mm -hmm. She witnessed a horrific scene in the beginning of the movie of all these people getting burned to death and getting trampled on. So Needy is not okay. But then on top of that, she is carrying this huge burden of her best friend being a demon who's literally eating people. Yeah. And it comes to the night of the dance. The boyfriend's still going, even though he was told not to. Needy's still going, and she looks like she's straight out of, like, an 80s magazine. Right. I don't—she has—I don't know if it was a themed dance or what, but she's wearing, like, a really big puffy red dress, very 80s, very, like, overly curled hair. Jennifer, on the other hand— Jennifer is not looking good. Jennifer definitely looks like she's seen better days. She's putting on her makeup and her skin is all splotchy as Uh she's rubbing on the foundation. Yeah, she needs to eat. And so Jennifer is not looking too good. But lucky for her, she finds a snack on the way into the dance. Well, Needy's stupid ass boyfriend, Chip, is walking to the dance alone. Through the woods. (laughs) Through the woods. And it's like foggy, which, listen, the woods are creepy enough as it is. Make it nighttime? Make it foggy? I don't think so. You're not going to catch me mm-hmm. in those woods in the fog at night. Hell no. Um, Jennifer catches up with Chip, the boyfriend, and she says that Needy was cheating on him with Emo Boy. It's very bizarre because it's obvious Jennifer, you know, she wants to make Chip her next victim. She needs someone to eat and who's better than him. But it's Mm -hmm. not enough for her to just feed on him. First, she wants him to want her. Yeah. She takes him to this abandoned pool. Don't don't go there. Don't go there at night. Don't go there in the daytime. Stay away from giant abandoned buildings in the woods. There are very few things that are as creepy as abandoned pools. 
especially when they're half full with disgusting murky water. Yeah, it looks like it. Honestly, if you took that pool and you made it like a giant pond and you had some nice houseplants and stuff and it was like done up, that would Mm -hmm. be a beautiful place. Um, As of right now, it looks like a swamp, but you put it inside. Uh huh. Yeah, it's an indoor swamp. And I am a plant girl. I love me some plants, but there was something very eerie about all the overgrown kind of like yeah plants inside of this tiled building. You know what it is? I just figured it out. Because you know how they say, okay, one of my favorite comedians, Dimitri Martin, he made this joke where he was like, okay, so leather jackets are cool, but mm-hmm. leather vests are not cool. So if you do the math, what's really cool is leather sleeves, right? Like that's what the difference, mm-hmm. like that's what's cool. And so I was thinking to myself, like, okay, we like the water. The water is fine. We like the plants. The plants is fine. What is creepy about this place? The building. It's the tiles. Like tiles are creepy. When you have a tiled room, it's inherently kind of creepy. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Isn't there something creepy about tiles? There is something creepy about tiles. When they're not, when they're on the walls, because when they're on the floor, like it's fine. It's contained creepiness. When a room is completely tiled, Mm. walls, ceilings, everything, that's creepy. It's creepy because it gives the illusion that those walls need to be cleaned. Mm. Why do you need to power wash these walls? Um, And you know what? And Needy, through the weird connection that she has with Jennifer, she knows what's going down. Listen, if my demonic best friend, ex-best friend took my boyfriend hostage, I'm sorry, baby, I love you, but you got to (laughs) die. I'm not coming after you. Yeah. Well, Needy is at the dance and she somehow feels that something's wrong with Chip. Like she immediately Mm -hmm. knows that Jennifer is after him. So she is sprinting toward where chip and jennifer are jennifer takes a chomp she takes a little bite a little nom nom out of (laughs) boyfriend's throat oh god uh needy walks into the abandoned pool just in time she sees her boyfriend in the water which like girl like honestly i i would want to die if i was in that water that is so disgusting you know that's still water from an old pool yeah like no i want to i want to vomit just thinking about it honestly if you're gonna swim in that water you might as well just start mainlining amoxicillin yeah yeah because that's yeah if he if he doesn't die from the wound on his neck he's gonna die from several diseases all that water's getting into that wound Mm -hmm. so needy jumps into the pool and she kind of yanks Jennifer off. Uh-huh. And then she maces her. Yeah, she maces she maces Jennifer um because thankfully the boyfriend had had pepper spray with him because he had to be safe because there was someone out there eating boys. Yeah, and they get into this girl fight, okay? And I say girl fight because they're using their words and not their hands at this point. Mm, and it is rough. Yeah. Jennifer is like, you've always been jealous of me. You always have been, you know, the ugly friend to me because I'm hot. Well, Needy says, you know, you were never that good of a friend. She says, why him? Like, why are you going after my boyfriend? You could have anyone. Like, are you that insecure? Needy also says, you know, you're the one that has to take laxatives to stay skinny. And I felt that in my soul. Ouch, ouch, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) They go for each other's throats with words and it's working. Yeah. Well, then Jennifer says, I'm going to eat your soul and shit it out. (laughs) Needy's like, I thought you only ate men. And Jennifer goes, I go both ways. Mm -hmm. So um, Jennifer lunges at Needy and then boyfriend Chip, who's the hero of this movie, uh huh. Runs a random rod that's laying around because listen, if you have an abandoned pool, you have random rusty rods laying around. It, it, it's a it's a pool net that cleans out the pool like a pool skimmer. Oh, okay. Well, he runs that through Jennifer. Yeah, and it it doesn't go through her heart. It goes like below her rib cage, like through her stomach. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend falls to the ground. Jennifer just kind of limps away she like runs away she crawls out a fucking window and she crawls out of a window and needy is left with her dying boyfriend 
Yeah. And he tells her that he's going somewhere and she's like, no, no, you're going to be fine. And he says, I think I was dead before you got (gasps) here. And I woke up when I heard your voice. And I'm like, Chip. I have that in my notes. I said, he says the most romantic thing ever. (laughs) That was really romantic. It was really romantic and cute. And then he dies. Can you tell that this movie was directed and written by a woman? Yes. Because everything is female gaze. Everything is subtle. You know, like if this was directed by a man, we would have seen titties. Like there would have been a full a full nude scene. Like the whole movie would have just been Megan Fox shaking her titties and then men slitting their own throats. <laughs> like that's what it would have been. Boyfriend's dead, all right? Boyfriend Mm -hmm. dies after he says that romantic little speech. Mm. Jennifer left, went home, and she's marking victims in the yearbook. Yeah, and I mean, you get the feeling at this point that Needy has snapped. Like, this is one traumatic event too many. Her boyfriend dying in her arms after everything else. Like, she was already not okay. Mm -hmm. Needy crawls through Jennifer's bedroom window. Dude, she, like, burst through it it seems like doesn't she she does and she's like why did you have to kill my boyfriend (laughs) and she has a box cutter and she's like you know what this is it's a box cutter it's for cutting boxes (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay you're on your way to kill a demon and you grab a box cutter like box cutters are notoriously unreliable like grab a fucking machete grab um you know what no Grab one of those, like, um... Mm-hmm. Courtney's making a lot of hand gestures. It's like triangles, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. A triangle it's like a, um, axe? Like a crossbow. Grab a crossbow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crossbow. Grab that. Like, Jesus Christ, don't grab a box cutter. But these girls get in, like, a physical fight, and Jennifer actually bites and scratches mm-hmm. Needy. She does, yeah. And then there's this moment where Jennifer's floating off the bed with Needy on top of her. And then Needy rips off the BFF necklace from Jennifer's neck. And this is a necklace that they both have. And I guess yeah. you're saying this is where the connection. Yeah, I think this is where the connection was. Because as soon as it fell from her neck, Jennifer falls to the bed. And then Needy yeah. stabs her. Needy is able to impale Jennifer with the box cutter right through the heart, which is what is needed to kill the demon. Jennifer's last words. Do you remember? What were they? Jennifer's last words were, my tit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jennifer's last words were, my tit. And then Needy goes, no, your heart. Mm. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because uh, Jennifer's mom walks in on Needy on top of Jennifer's dead body. Yeah. And of course, her mother doesn't know that she was actually possessed by a demon. And honestly, like, would any mom care? Like, don't kill my kid, even if it's even if they're a demon. Like, we'll take them to a psychiatrist. It will be fine. No, I get it. Even if your child was like a demon, like, excuse me. That's my demon child. I will deal with the demon child. But I know yeah. she can be a little rougher on the edges sometimes, <laughs> but she means well. Well, it's crazy because there's no sign of Jennifer having been a demon. And I guess the only way we know that this all really happened and it wasn't in Needy's head is the fact that there are actual dead bodies that were found of Jennifer, you know, having eaten these boys. And also um, Needy's powers afterwards. Jennifer's death is how Needy ended up in the facility that she's mm-hmm. in. Right. Um, and after she kicked the orderly uh, across the room, she was put into solitary confinement. And she tells us that when you're bit by a demon and you don't die, you take on some of the demon's abilities. So we see Needy floating and she basically breaks out of the facility, which I'm wondering, like, I understand she got put into solitary confinement, like it was her plan to be there so that she could break out. But I just feel like when you're a demon, you could probably do that without needing to come up with like a super involved plan. I think it was, she wanted to be in solitary because like there was no witnesses. OK, she didn't want anyone to know that she's a demon. Got it. 
Yeah. And so she breaks out, finds a knife in the river. So this is the thing, right? So remember that hole at the bottom of the devil's uh, waterfall and people said that things went in there and and no one knew where they came out. So Mm -hmm. somehow Needy, as she's walking away from this facility, the river that runs past it apparently carries the stuff that has been thrown into this hole, including the knife that was used to sacrifice Jennifer. Yeah. Um, Needy picks it up, hitchhikes, and um, she's actually hitchhiking to go find the band. So this is really clever because this is where the movie ends, is Needy hitchhiking to find the band. But Mm -hmm. then there is kind of bonus scenes in the after credits. And they're not even really scenes. They're pictures um, that sort of tell a story. Yeah, we see the band kind of living the high life, which is really like the fruits mm. of their sacrificial ritual, right? Like they are mm. obviously they're rich now. They're successful. They're so happy. And it shows pictures of them being happy and successful. Yeah. And then it shows the crime scene after Needy found them. Yeah, and Needy didn't just, like, pop one in their head. Like, she tortured them. Yeah, you could tell it was an ugly scene. Um, Don't feel sorry for them. You you know what? I feel like Needy went back to jail after this. (laughs) She just turned herself in. It's one of those things where you're like, murder is bad, but... But they deserved it. They they did this. They created this monster. They were evil. But you know what, to these guys... If they knew that sacrificing a virgin got them all these riches and success, who's to say they're not going to do it again to get something else? Exactly. They needed to be dealt with. Yeah. And you don't go to jail for creating a demon because like they would have gone to jail for killing Jennifer, but they didn't really kill her. She was still alive. So what would they have gone to jail for? They wouldn't have. Exactly. Maybe for assaulting her if demon Jennifer would have testified. Yeah. We're getting way in the weeds here. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, this is where our movie leaves us today. Yeah, I guess our teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is bringing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.